Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? It goes. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> right now with the state of things, um, it goes as the best, <laughs> I think the best we all can do, right? Yeah. That's all we can really ask for a lot of the times, right? It's yeah. just the best. <laughs> um, Personal best, not yeah literal uh seth how are you doing over there i'm all right yeah that's good we we played some trivial pursuit last night and it made me wish that there was a good version of trivial pursuit for um a console or like the switch but the problem is it it all becomes multiple choice and what I like about Trivial Pursuit is it's a kind of you know it or you don't like it's not a lucky guess sort of thing with like sure there are multiple choice questions but I realize that that's something I thirst for but it probably will never happen Um, so that's my random thought was last night I was like man it would be really nice for there to be just a video game version of this Yeah, that could detect whether what you say is right or wrong but I think, we're i think there could be a way to adapt that somehow kind of like a quiplash like it i don't know like something maybe. maybe sort of in the vein of that where you can input an answer and then people decide on it but like i don't know anyone listening <laughs> send me your favorite trivia game that you use mm. because i want to play it I have Jeopardy on my Switch. I like playing that occasionally. Um, I have almost bought Trivial Pursuit. I haven't yet. But, yeah. I like trivia games, but, you know, there's not many great ones out there. There's there's Trivia Murder Party, which... It's terrible. <laughs> Seth, Seth hates it because every time he plays, he has to cut a finger off, and then he... No, I think it's... <laughs> I just don't find it fun. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's not it's, difficult. It's, it's just, an easy trivia game. It's just a dumb... It doesn't fit in the Jackbox games. Yeah. All right. So send in your favorite trivia games. Let me know. Uh, post it in our Discord. Uh, we'll talk about it. But I'm going to talk to you about a game that I got yesterday that I have about two hours of experience with. And that is Persona 5 Royal. And Seth, you did not overhype this game at all. It is so good so far. And I know that I am like just in the beginning throes of it. And it, I still haven't reached, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I can just tell from the beginning like I'm really digging the style and I'm digging all of the 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 tastes I've got of the combat I do really enjoy. And so I'm excited for that to get more complex and for it to build upon itself. And I'm just I I like the the cutscenes. I'm enjoying them, which is big in these type of games because RPGs have a lot of them. This is a hundred hour game, easy, and you have to like kind of enjoy the the tone and feel of a game. And so right now in the first two hours I'm digging it. And 
Um, I can't talk too much more about that because it would be disingenuous. It's just yeah. I'm. You literally know it. nothing about the game at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm digging it so far. I can talk more about Animal Crossing because I have now pumped in at least ten to fifteen hours between the last time I spoke about the game and oh but i like this game a lot i like it a lot i think that maybe making web not weapons they're not weapons tools making tools as a destructible object in this game makes no sense and it makes it annoying and I don't like it and I wish they would not have introduced it into this game, but you know, I, it is what it is. It's, it's such a weird blemish on otherwise what I would deem like the perfect game for right now, because it's so relaxing to play and buying it digitally is a million percent the move. I would not have played it this much if it was not digital and I had to like switch out carts and so I'm loving it. I really am, besides the tools thing. I can't let that slide. People need to know about it. Um, also, if you're a family at home and you want to play with your friends or your family, you almost, <laughs> unless you're okay with being tied directly to the the progress of the main system owner, you need more than one switch which is kind of an infuriating thing yeah but yeah see I, just... I think it would be more interesting to be sharing an island that is like growing outside of when you're on it like it i think it would make it feel more like a real place if stuff actually changed when you weren't uh like actively changing it you know like the real world yeah and and i can see that but i guess i understand my my friend cameron um he got real frustrated because the the what's annoying seth is they don't do any of the tutorial for anyone else on the island yeah. and they yeah, don't that's, give that's them certainly not uh ideal they don't give them any other recipes. So his wife went to play it with Marianne. And Cameron's like, I'm going to play iRacing with my friends. I don't have time to give Danielle like a 45-minute explainer on what to do in this game. And she's also tied to how far he's gone. Like, she she can't get Blathers to f- progress the museum. She can't do that stuff. Because she's not the main owner of the island. She can't make permanent decisions like that. And so it's... That's definitely uh, not... I don't... That's not the... In my opinion, that is not the best way. Like, that's not what I... When I say I think it would be interesting, that's not (laughs) what I would be envisioning. Like, if you had multiple people on the same island... Um, that all per- had the same yes, level of could. jurisdiction, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you were saying that, I was like, no, I need to flesh <laughs> yeah. out what he's meaning. <laughs> because, yes, I understand what you're saying. But 
the way they limit the extra people on the island is uh, kind of just too much. And I, and Cameron got real mad. Um, and I, I really, I respect his anger in this and I get it because what does it hurt to have two islands per system? Like, what does it hurt? Nothing. It's just something they chose to do. And I don't know. I can't explain for Nintendo. I don't understand why they did it this way. But yeah, it's frustrating for that for people that have more than one person playing. <laughs> because like if Cameron doesn't play for like a month, then if, if Danielle did decide to get invested, then you know nothing's happening on that yeah. island yeah progress no, nothing's happening progress wise <laughs> and she can't get any more recipes for crafting so she's just crafting the same crap over and over again that she's sucks. just farming resources and crafting the same wooden bed over and over, and over again, again. Um, yeah that's definitely would so, be frustrating yeah um but I, I'm really enjoying it. Right now, I am frustrated. There's a new event out right now. I don't know if you've played it yet, Seth. Have you? I have not. Okay. I know you have it. You just haven't started. Um, one of the frustrating things is that uh, the it's not Easter in the game. It's Bunny Day. The Bunny Day event has started. And yeah, I've heard that it's terrible. Well, yes. People hate because it. Because the game is all about farming for resources, right? So I'm like, man, I need some more wood to make another shovel because I broke my shovel. And, you know, I go and chop down one of my trees, which I don't super want to do, but I'm like, whatever, I'll do it. And then what pops out of the tree? An egg. And you only get three things out of each tree. I chopped down one tree, got three eggs. And I'm enraged because it's like, I can't do anything with this egg except for craft bunny date themed stuff i need wood to make tools to do stuff yeah let me get wood you stupid game <laughs> don't don't tie this mechanic to the core mechanic of the game it makes no sense and whatever i just spent the 800 bells to get a shovel because i didn't feel like fighting it at to to craft a new shovel like i just spent the 800 bells i was like it's at this point whatever um, or at the very least, there should be Bunny Day themed uh, stuff that you can craft and use. With the regular uh, crafting items? No, no, no. Resources. He's saying like... Yeah, with the, oh, with, I see with the Bunny Day items. Like a bunny axe? Yeah, like a bunny yeah. axe. <laughs> yeah, give me a bunny axe. That would be sick. This bunny, Seth, have you seen it in any of the articles you've read? Yeah, it's he, he doesn't look all that... Uh, no, he doesn't look like any bunny that's existed in Animal yeah. Crossing ever. And he even points out, or he or she, I don't know, um, they point out that they're not a suit, so don't go poking. So it, like, <laughs> implies that it is a suit. Yeah. Mm, that's... So, so maybe, maybe just, on Bunny... Maybe it's just Tom Nook. <laughs> yeah, maybe on <laughs> Bunny Day there will be a dark reveal as to who's been in the suit the whole time. Which, I mean, I hope... That would be cool. I'll take that. If that happens, this was all worth it. But, yeah. Animal Crossing. There will be a little bit of Animal Crossing talk each week. Because, you know, this game grows over time. And it'll be fun to see 
what happens with it and how Nintendo tries to go with it. But I did find out, Seth, so there is a extra... There's not just steel axes and tools. There's golden tools. And you would think, oh man, gold is real hard to get. So maybe the golden tools don't break. No, they do. They just break after a longer amount of time. So well, you gotta yeah. get the diamond tools. I was about to make get, that joke. I mean, you know, I guess Minecraft, <laughs> hopefully that's coming, I guess. And then once uh, those break, you gotta get the unobtainium tools. Hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah, unobtainium. <laughs> it's very hard to obtain. <laughs> I I bet. Um, I, I really do hope that maybe... I don't even care if it's DLC at this point. <laughs> Let me pay $5 to not have breakable tools. I'll do it. I'm so tired of this. Okay. I did unlock the ability to craft a giant Gundam. And I'm going to put him next to my island. I it's thought you were just going to say exciting. a giant gun. <laughs> Marianne to, sh- crafted... to, shoot, to shoot the other islanders <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Seth let me tell you some of the dark stuff that's been happening on Twitter with islanders let me let me give you a weird taste in this game and I, yeah. I want to know from our listeners if you are these people because I don't know if I'll like you <laughs> because there are people that if they don't like an islander they make it their own personal goal in life to make their life a living hell they go around and hit them with nets they give them trash they trap them in shovel holes they place like their house all the way in its own separate corner of the island secluded from everything and it's just to make them feel bad and i don't like it it's against the spirit of the game but sometimes you just don't want them on your island I guess. I think there, but I think you learn to like love a people night, for their quirks. Yes. I mean, or like, find imagine, a nicer way to say, hey, I don't want you here. Imagine if you invited someone over to your house, and then they just never left, but you wanted them to leave. Oh, you might me. Start, you might start hitting them with stuff. <laughs> it's rude to talk about Todd that way. And especially <laughs> if you, if you couldn't, like, physically tell them to leave. You got. You have to find more creative ways, like trapping them in a one by one fence, and putting a sign that says "I hate you" around them. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's so rude. But you know, I I did read there was a funny um, Zachary Ryan who writes for IGN. Um, I think actually think he's a social guy, but he works for IGN, and this this cat that's been on his island for a week it's called like kid cat and he's like oh man me and this guy have been best friends and now on day seven he decides to throw out that we're rivals Uh. and he's like this guy's been giving me (laughs) gifts every day and he goes yeah since you're my rival this will be fun and he was like wait a second Uh, that's a completely different connotation (laughs) this is a different dynamic than i thought we had and so it was really funny but did you see that um there i don't know if they fixed it yet but there people have discovered a bug so i guess when you're when you have people on your friends list and their their uh islanders decide to leave like there's some mechanic where you can have them move into your island but apparently people that were doing that like if the if the people were forced out of someone's island 
and they moved into another island, like it would, it wouldn't break the game, but it would turn into this glitch where their house will never build, and it would just continuously be a construction site. Ooh. What? Oh my gosh! No, I have not seen that. I hope that doesn't happen. Yikes! Oof! That's a purgatory if I've ever heard one. I did see someone's game glitched and like their town square got like pushed out into the ocean. <laughs> and mm. like you just saw like the shadow of Mabel in the t- <laughs> and so Mabel just looks like this kaiju coming to destroy the island because it's such a huge shadow. <laughs> and yeah. It's hilarious. It's, um unfortunate, yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, unfortunate hilarious. You're not buying clothes that day. Yeah. But, but you got kaiju Mabel. Yeah. So that's something. Man, that makes me (laughs) that makes me think of the possibility of like if if Animal Crossing like went more in a in a SimCity uh direction and like you could you could unleash these these cutesy natural disasters upon upon the island. (laughs) I think you're onto something here. Uh, yeah, I I, I think it. this could be workshopped and marketed. Right, right now, this Easter egg event is a cutesy natural disaster to That's me. True. So <laughs> they've done it's, it to me. It's already. actually a plague. <laughs> it's a biblical plague. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen during the Earth Earth Day event after this? Ooh. Um, I'm not excited, but we'll see. Um, so Seth, what have you played? We've talked a lot about Animal Crossing now between two episodes worth. Um, what, uh, what have you played? Um, anything new? No, not really. Oh, okay. Just murder by numbers still? Yeah, I, I got through that. Um, like I fully completed everything, all the puzzles. Um, and I've just been playing, uh, playing some Neo still. Not too much farther along, actually. You, you mentioned before we started recording that the they're like updating it and making it kind of easier. Like, is that mechanics wise or actual? Well, I think they're, they're applying these um, updates that I, I think are designed more to take out some of the uh, perceived unfairness from some encounters. Okay. <laughs> are you telling other people to get good basically? <laughs> no, uh, but it's just <laughs> per- sort of the nature of the game. Yeah, perceived unfairness kind of sounds like a, a slight jab. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think this stuff is that unfair, but, yeah, you know. It is what it is. Um, all right, so do we, do we move on to Forest? Forest, what have you played? I've played more Animal Crossing. Um, I've just been really taking my time with it. You said you played, like, what, 10 to 15 hours? Yeah, or something? I've, I've done that much. Yeah. I've probably done about 8 or 9. I've really just been taking it slow, and I have not made too much progress um, over the last week. Because that's just not, like, I don't know. Animal Crossing is a very slow burn for me, and, like, a really slow burn. Um, so I haven't really been doing much of that. But I started and beat Doom Eternal. Um... I got it on release day, same as Animal Crossing, and I started in both that day, and I beat it yesterday or the day before. Okay. And ultimately, I think 2016 is a better game 
there are a lot of problems with Eternal. As much as I do like some changes that were made gameplay-wise, like it's a faster game, you move quicker, um, but that also comes with the jab of enemies are moving quicker and they're more aggressive. So, like, level design I don't feel is as good this time around, so many times I was finding myself getting basically cornered by enemies and just mauled to death again and again. What do you think of this new... Um, I've heard varying feelings about this new enemy type in the game, but the new, like, Marauder Ugh. or whatever it is. Okay, the Marauder is the worst, like, one of the worst enemies I've ever faced. Because he will literally just, because he has a shield, like an energy shield that will, he will just throw up at any attack you send at him, except for when he is in the middle of attacking you. And that's the only time you can get a hit in. Oh, that is Poor design. Very poor. And, like, I think I, I think very poor design is a pretty good descriptor for most of the combat encounters after the midpoint of the game. Which sucks <laughs> to hear for Doom, which is a very much a gameplay-based ga- uh, game. As many um, games are. <laughs> yes, but, say. like, Doom, <laughs> you don't go to Doom for the story. Or the characters, really. You go for I, the gameplay. Fair. Yeah. Of just slaughtering hordes of demons. Like, I'm not... I didn't talk about Hotline Miami, but I'm playing that right now. Mm. And, like, you, that's for the gameplay. Yeah. There's... I mean, the story's weird, but I play that for just the Twitch reaction gameplay. Yeah. yeah I, get, I get what you're saying there. Um, so, yeah. The Marauder, horrible horrible enemy design and it starts out as a boss encounter and it's one of those kinds of boss encounters where it becomes a just a regular enemy encounter later on but they don't change the health values so you're still having like this long drawn out like annoying (laughs) monotonous fight against a marauder after you already had like five other super heavy enemy types thrown at you, which like four out of the six or seven of them are all bullet sponges. So there's no specific like skillful way to defeat them like there are with some of the regular heavies and like some of them you can shoot off like their turrets and the rockets and stuff that they fire from their shoulders or whatnot. And you can punch um, the cyber mancubus to take off its armor. And then the it's a cyber mancubus? Yeah. Ah, Cyberman. Yeah. Descendant from the Cyber Elves, maybe? We'll get to that. No. (laughs) We'll get to that. I played a lot of that, too. Um, But, yeah, Doom Doom Eternal, it it has a lot of things I really like, but but I think ultimately, like, once once I hit the halfway point of the game, I felt like I was just surviving battles. I wasn't, I, like, you play as the Doom Slayer, so you should be literally just slaying in, like, there's a difference between challenge, like, proper challenge and difficulty for the sake of just difficulty. And I think the enemy design mixed with the combat encounters led to more difficult gameplay than challenging gameplay. So I was I was crawling my way out of fights. I I was not succeeding very well. Um 
I, I was getting ver- destroyed by marauders constantly, or at least circling them for 10 minutes at a time while I was so, so very quickly running out of ammo again and again. And in a game where you play as the Doom Slayer, I ended up feeling like a Doom Survivor afterwards. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> All right, anything else? Um, Cyber Elves, man? Yeah, I got a lot of Mega Man to talk about. So I beat Zero Two, and I played a lot of Zero Three, which, honestly, I don't need to beat Zero Three to tell you all the lore stuff. No, no, no. We're but going I will, through I will go. Yeah, I will go step by step through this. So, uh, quick refresher, Zero Two takes place a whole year after Zero One. There's a new commander of the Resistance against Neo Arcadia, which this new guy, his name is El Paizo. Um, he, he is uh, in command of the forces while the original uh, leader, Ciel, is working on an energy... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An energy solution to the uh, crisis that Neo-Arcadia is facing right now. Um, which, like, is leading to all the problems that Neo-Arcadia is being, like, prejudiced against, like, reploids and stuff, which is why the Resistance formed. Um, so, at the, so the first half of the game, you're just doing, like, guerrilla warfare-style missions. You're going to, like, certain bases and, like, airships and stuff, uh, just to deplete Neo-Arcadia's forces. And then the midpoint of the game hits, where... Alpizo launches his attack against Neo Arcadia while CL is asking him, like, hey, can you, like, hold off on this? I'm almost done with um, my new energy source, which is she is powering through the use of a baby elf, which a baby elf, there are two of them, and they are clones of the dark elf. Formerly the mother elf. Yes, formerly the mother elf, who was corrupted and a curse was put on her by a former Neo-Arcadian mad scientist, basically, named Dr. Weil. And he was exiled and all that jazz. Um, but him corrupting the Mother Elf and changing it to the Dark Elf caused a the Dark Elf Wars, um, which X and Zero and their allies uh, fought in and Zero was gravely hurt during it, so he was put into like stasis and recovery and stuff, which is where we find him in Zero One at the beginning of the game. Um, so El Paizo launches his attack against Neo Arcadia. He is obliterated. Uh, he fails horribly and he snaps. Kind of funny, actually. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's very by the, time, much... by the time you get to him, he's already been smacked around and is like yes, laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And so the second half of the game is Elpizo's descent into madness and his, and his efforts to g- get the power of the baby elves so that he can break the seal on the dark elf. The seal of the dark elf is the original X's body. So X has been like, you know, joining us here and there as a cyber elf. Well, that's because his body is the seal that is preventing the Dark Elf from being released into the world again. Pretty heavy stuff okay. if you're invested yes, in the characters. Yes. So. All right. <laughs> it's also kind of a weird reveal. Yes. Because, like, he's been gone and no one knew where he was, and then, oh, well, here he is. Yeah. This dumb elf that I don't care about. 
So, so hold on. Okay. How many more games left do you have? There are two more zero games after this. Okay. Three, three is like the com. It was supposed three was supposed to be the original conclusion to it, but people wanted more because of what happened. They gave them what they wanted. Yes. All right. So we'll see. (laughs) You just. It's like like how X Five was supposed to be the end of those games. Yes. And then they made three more. Yep. So you know, like it's it just seems like you're like Charlie in the mailroom right now with all the strings. <laughs> like there is no Pepe Sylvia. And so I'm just yeah, I need to get like a dry erase board in here for you to just line this I, all up for me. Uh well, if it wasn't for for events that are about to play out, <laughs> I would fill out that board for you. Honestly, um, the the story of Zero one and zero two are kind of a pretty straightforward narrative if you can accept the weird stuff. When you get into zero three, though, that starts with the uh, world building, yeah, and all the crazy backstory, and it's like, um, gotta uh, love that they wait four this. games in to start world building. <laughs> That's a little bit, a little bit late to the game. I don't think I'd agree with that, but. <laughs> But well, um, it's not that they wait. It's just that like, there are bits and pieces, but it's not like super important to what is happening currently in the game. Like they give you enough yeah. information, okay, um, okay. to understand gotcha. the current story. But once you get to like three and then four, like you have to know the entire history of like since the end of the X Games up until this point to yeah. have like a grasp on what is going on in the story. Gotcha, gotcha. And why certain characters are important. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so Apaisa gets the power of the baby elves. Um, he goes to New Arcadia on his own and um, takes control of and revives a bunch of the former bosses that you fought throughout Zero One and Zero Two. And, like, they Jerk. are... Yes. They are not, like... They are not aware that they are being, like, mind-controlled and whatnot. And under El Paizo's control until you literally defeat them and kill them again. So, like, their final... Boss rush mode. Yes. So all the boss rushes, um, all those battles end with them realizing that, like, oh, crap, I wasn't under my own control. Well, peace out. Yeah, and now I'm dead again. Oh, no. And then, um... The Guardians of New Arcadia, so like Harpuya. Is there uh, one that boy. cuts a mean promo while he's disappearing, like in like Young Xehanort? Is there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no one. None of none of them have that much. Uh, have that much attitude. Okay, no. okay. I just I was hoping that maybe there was one with a little bit of sass. No, like, um, can't say that there are. Honestly, yeah. the only thing that the Zero games don't have is time travel. Yes, and for that I am thankful. <laughs> it seems like something that would naturally fit in something with cyber elves, baby so. elves, and dark elves. You would think, and but they stray it? away is that from all it. the elves. I got. Yeah. Okay. All the elves. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so Apaizo is screwing up the New Arcadian forces, and he kills X's body, releases the dark elf, uh, and absorbs her power or whatever gets like corrupted by her too so he's the final boss you beat him and then uh then x's cyber elf end of game huh end of game 
for the most part, except for a final exposition dump where X's cyber elf appears and basically tells you, like, all of uh, the dark elf's past. Or at least, like, very quick thing about it of, like, that she was cursed by Dr. Weil and that the wars happened and that they fought in it. Um, so the game ends with, like, a a mysterious figure talking to a creature or, like, a being named Omega. Um, mm. And then that's the end of the game. So Zero Three starts with a spaceship crash, just crashing into, like, these, these snowy mountains somewhere. Um, it's a neo-Arcadian ship, and... Zero, CL, and some Resistance members go and investigate it, and it's revealed that um, this gigantic reploid named Omega is in there, and he is fighting the the Guardians of New Arcadia, um, and he and Omega just obliterates them. Well, not like kill obliterates them, but like easily defeats them. Um, then Copy X walks out with Doctor Weil, and is like, "Hey, I'm back." I'm going to take over leadership of New Arcadia again, which Harpuya is like, hey, I don't trust that. First off, because it's Dr. Weil, a notorious war criminal. And it's Copy X, who we've already had homicidal, like, problems with very recently. <laughs> okay. Okay. And there's, there's also some interesting, like, political machinations going on here yes because like so in the first game you killed x but you learned that like the government kept it secret because they didn't want the public knowing that this this famous that, war hero came and and killed their president killed their basically leader. yes and like, so now dr wild dr wild shows up with this copy x who you know to be dead the player the player knows to be dead but in the world the people all just assume it's the same guy. Yeah, the the general citizenry of New Arcadia thinks that they're that Copy X is still alive, and also that he's not a copy. They don't know that he's a copy and that he was dead. So now, also, he's I'm pretty sure he's he comes back with like a stutter or something. Yes, he does. He does. He has a stutter this time around because he is obviously unhinged still. Ah. Okay. But we got to make it really obvious this time around. Also, like I death, I guess death kind of screws up a person. My eyes <laughs> glossed over at some point, Matt, but I enjoyed it still, and I'm so happy that this is part of the show, and that is not sarcasm at all, <laughs> because I listened to Seth do this for about three episodes with Mega Man X lore, so I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let's give the listener a break. Okay. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go to the break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, make sure every time we go to the break, if you can, it would super help if you went to our social media and interacted with us in some way. Uh, go to the Discord. Um, let us know you're listening. We do this live every week on the Discord. We start recording around 9 to 10 o'clock. Um, and then we're kind of wrapped up by 11, 1130 uh, on Wednesday night. And we put out the episode for you on Thursday. And you can subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We're on 
everything for the most part, I promise. If we're not on something, let me know because it's not hard for me to get us on there. Um, if there's podcasts out there telling you it's difficult to get on services, let me tell you, it's a couple of clicks and a submission of a URL. So I promise I can get us there if you prefer to use a certain one that we're not on. Um, and then while you're listening to us on there, please rate us. Uh, that super helps other people see the show. Um, that would be really great. The new website will be up soon. Me and Nick are working on it. It's, I always say that every week, but when you're designing a website, I promise, because uh, it is partially my job, you want it to look exactly right. Um, and so we've been tweaking a lot of stuff. And it's going to look really great, I promise. Way better than what's up there now, which we kind of just threw together in time for Megacon last year, which was the goal for this year, was to get a better site by Megacon. And then the we world We got plenty of time now. Yeah, yeah, and now we've got plenty of time. Um, I just hope that this website is not your winds of winter. No, 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 it won't be. Uh, because I pay every month to host a website and so <laughs> you're gonna um, get your money's I'm, worth i'm it. feeling it and monetarily so I'm it's really happening. feeling it yeah um all right so let's talk about news whereas we had no news last week we just talked about what we played which i i frankly found refreshing please let us know how you like the show and if you want us to talk more in depth about what we're playing some weeks we won't do you want be able more do games? That. Do you want more news? Do you yeah. want something totally different? Some <laughs> some weeks we won't be able to talk that much about what we played because we have lives and it's hard to play something new that much. Um, but yeah, and sometimes there won't be any news. Yeah, like last week. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the news. Um, let's kick it off with the Nintendo Direct which surprise dropped on Thursday. <laughs> which we have been it's, asking it's for like pretty every funny week for how, a month now. <laughs> I don't remember if we talked about it on recording or if it was before recording, but we were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this Direct isn't happening. Because uh, they didn't announce anything on that last Wednesday, and then all of a sudden, there it was, Mini Direct. As, yeah. as, as we were led to believe, it did in fact happen. Yeah, yeah. The the guy or girl, I don't know who posted that article, but the they, leaker, the leaker, <laughs> nailed it. Um, this is, I think it's unfair to call it a mini direct, but it is kind of a mini direct. Well, um, I mean, considering everything they talked about, we knew about already. I would say it was a bit of a. It was, it wasn't. There, it definitely wasn't a normal size direct. Yeah, there was stuff that we didn't know about. Uh, some exciting stuff, but there was a lot of stuff we did know about. Um, so let's 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 start with what they they started with a, a sombering note, which I think is the reason this direct has taken so long. Um, and it's that uh, they kind of upfront say that COVID nineteen can affect all of these release dates, which is very fair. Um, so that was very interesting for them to put at the front of the direct and they also put a you know like our hearts go out to everyone affected by this um which is very nice because it's stressful out here <laughs> and yeah i think it was at least after watching it 
um, and especially given like where we are, like what what we know about Nintendo's year, and given what's going on, like with other companies, how they're being affected, um, I think it is pretty clear that whatever they originally had planned for this Nintendo Direct is not what this Nintendo Direct was. Um, yeah. Like, it almost... It almost didn't feel like they had enough news to put into a Direct. Um, but, you know, they still needed to release one. I mean, it's not to say there wasn't stuff that was uh, new announcements. But um, yeah. it didn't really... Like, the fact that they called it a mini-direct and it was still, like, a half hour long, um, I think it shows you that they were aware of the lack of uh, girth, shall we say, to this direct. Um, Well, even one of the announcements in it, I think, speaks a lot to that, too, and we'll get to that. Um, Yeah, and so, like, the whole thing, we... April is the start of Nintendo's fiscal year, and we didn't really know anything about like what they have planned for the entire rest of the year. Um, and we still don't know a whole lot. Like we know a little bit more, but it was, it was troubling that they hadn't announced anything. Um, and so you have to think that whatever their plans were, a lot of stuff has been pushed back because of the issues across the globe due to the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so they start off, with talking about the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, uh, which is slated to come out May 29th. Yeah, baby. Right on my birthday. It nice. is beautiful. Yeah, it, it looks, looks so real pretty. good. It looks um, better than two, honestly. Yeah, no, it really does. And um, it's going to have a new epilogue called Future Connected. Mm. And it's going to have a new user I interface. Am. And updated sound and visuals, which of course the visuals, but the sound is going to be exciting. They re-recorded some of the tracks and stuff. Yeah, so apparently a bunch of the tracks are actually like live recordings now. Um, Ooh, which is like the music to begin with was amazing, but now that it's going to be actually like orchestral tracks, I'm very excited for that. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for this uh, epilogue story. Um. Because, like, I can't, I literally can't tell you, because you have to know, like, this, you already have to know the stories of both Xenoblade 1 and 2 to understand why this is potentially exciting. Um, but, yeah, I'm very stoked for it. Which is about 200 hours of game. At oh, least. yeah, at, at least. least. More, um, more even. And do you have to know about X, or is that completely different? Well, that would certainly be a uh, a curveball if <laughs> X was involved. But like, and so that would that would be exciting. Um, but X is a little bit of its own. It it seems to take place in. Uh, hmm, this it's, it's still hard to say. It doesn't seem to be connected. <laughs> we we to, don't need to go into that. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, Xenoblade One and Two are there is a something that connects them, um, even though they take place in different worlds. 
Um, okay. Xenoblade X also takes place in a different world. Um, but it seems to not be connected. Uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> um, the cool thing, uh, you also the cool thing about it, you like you're not gonna have to play through the whole game to have access to the epilogue. Um, it's like it's completely self-contained, kind of like how the um, the the Xenoblade yeah, Two DLC Torna, was the Torna, Torna, yeah, that I never played. But apparently it was good. Apparently the game, this game is running on the Torna engine, which was actually an entirely different engine than what Xenoblade 2 was. Oh. Oh, okay. So this is like a a rework from the ground up then. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Xenoblade 2, I believe, was built off the Xenoblade Chronicles X engine, which which was also a different engine than the original Xenoblade was on. So it was always going to be a a work from the ground up. That's crazy. Um, but I guess because of this engine is why it's able to look so good. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So but yeah, I'm a- excited. After they talk about that, which I'm also very excited for that because I hopefully have this, this time I'll actually finish it. I have this weird love for Shulk, and so I just I feel like that will power me through this game. Uh, the last time, the only time I've tried to play it was on the 3ds, and that is not the way to play yeah, this not, game. Not great. Not ideal. And, no. Yeah, um, I tried playing Xenoblade Chronicles two, and I did not like the main character, and I didn't like most of it. <laughs> like I just wasn't. A Come fan. on, why you gotta hate on Rex? Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm I looking didn't... at I'm looking at the screenshot. It's like, like it's, it's so pretty. It's, it's so, so it's hard it's for so me to reconcile in my brain that this is the same game. Um, gosh, man, the characters are so pretty. Especially Melia. Um, <laughs> She's, she, yeah. Yeah. She, All right. Looks, so <laughs> we, we got to talk about these 2K games coming to Switch. We don't have to talk too much about it, but um, Bioshock Collection, which is one, two, and pre-sequel. Um, no. Borderlands? Borderlands. Bioshock. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes. Borderlands. Borderlands is no, one, two, no. Bioshock the pre sequel. Borderlands yes. one two. Borderlands and Infinite. Bioshock the pre sequel. <laughs> um, which to be honest, I might prefer the pre sequel to three on some like level. Hmm. I I like the pre sequel a solid amount. So uh, it does that, have butt slams. It does have butt slams, which is fun. So Borderlands. Bioshock, the collection, including Infinite and that, and the DLCs, um, and XCOM 2 collection are all Mm. dropping on May 29th for the Switch. I'm excited for one of these collections, which is XCOM 2. I'm excited to play. Having that portable is going to be dangerous. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to play a ton of that. (laughs) I'm excited. Well, okay, so I want to first, I want to see the reviews of how it actually runs. Um, Ooh, that is true. Because I, if it's if it's gonna be choppy, I'm probably not gonna be too interested. Uh, because I do have it on PC, and it already runs chop on choppy on my PC, but it's it's playable. Um, but if it's good, and it does have those expansions, and I have wanted to get those, so I'm interested. Also, these screenshots for the Borderlands collection also look like crazy nice on Switch. I don't know if you've yeah. seen them. I don't trust I, it. 
I haven't. I do. Cell shaded is easy to port down, and it's and it apparently it's locked That's in right. at sixty frames per second too. Yeah, I believe that. Cell now shaded. These are granted old games. But, draw distance. Yeah. The draw distance is going to be low, but the yeah. it'll look great up close. That's fair. Far away, you it'll be blurry, but you know that because that was the big thing about the when they did the re redo on the Xbox One is they increased the draw distance by like a ton. And Mm, Borderlands always looked real good because the draw distance was up close. Yeah. And the the visual style allows it to to look janky on purpose. Yeah. And and Bioshock, (laughs) honestly, all those were released on like Xbox three sixty. So So the switch those will be fine. Yeah. They shouldn't I mean, but Infinite was a good looking game. Oh, Infinite is great. Let's, I'm so excited let's, let's to play Infinite again. Are you excited for those ghost battles again? Ghost battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. I like all the games. I didn't. I don't <laughs> like those battles. I liked Infinite. Uh, even though Infinite's problematic, I liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so oh. they they announced the third and final planned installment of DLC for Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah, uh, boring. It's, but it's so this is frustrating because I got rid of my game because they're like, oh, yeah, none of the DLC is going to be story. And this is a story based DLC featuring the first featuring, family. Yeah, featuring the, the first family. Fantastic Four, baby. I like the Fantastic Four a lot. And they said none of it's going to be story. <laughs> and whatever. I got, <laughs> I got rid of the game. It's fine. I'm not rebuying it. It's not happening. Uh, but it is frustrating because I would like to have played this. Yeah. Um, but whatever. The Ring Fit Adventure is getting a free update where you're going to be able to do like a rhythm dancing mode to video game music from Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, and Breath of the Wild, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I believe there's also other tracks on there. Yeah. Uh, also, Ring Fit Adventure, if you can get your hands on it, is like $200, so good mm. luck, um, because yep. everyone's trying to get it to work out inside. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, That's it's bad. frustrating. Apparently, it's not going to be available until like May. Yeah. Mm. And you know, people love mm. it. People love it, but it's hard to get a hold of. They, this is, so this is the area where they started talking about stuff where I was like, oh man, maybe they didn't have a ton for this direct because they talked about Animal Crossing New Horizons and the Bunny Day update for quite a bit, uh, which we talked about that earlier with like eggs being hidden and stuff and this scary bunny named Zipper, which we're not sure if it's it's a person. (laughs) Yeah. And it being called Zipper is a good indication Mm. that maybe it is a suit. Maybe it has a zipper. Yeah. It's actually one of the dead children from Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, God. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then, so they they did a small cut for this puzzle game called Good Job, which did not It looks very fun. Really? I didn't didn't get too interested. It looks wacky. So, it looks wacky, and apparently, like, all the reviews have been pretty glowing. Like, everyone says it's, it's it's a whole lot of fun. So so this is the most this is the biggest thing to me where it was like oh man they needed to say something in this direct 
even if they weren't ready for it. And it was the arms announcement for Smash. The yeah, announcement it, so it was, of an announcement. For yeah, it was very weird because like it wasn't Sakurai coming up and saying, "Hey, this next character is coming from Smash." It was just the voiceover of the narrator saying, "The next character is going to be a arms fighter." Um, this fighter's so this, this arms was one can of the, extend. This was one of the. This was one of the main points parts of the directory like okay there was definitely something else was supposed to be here um because sakura had already like previously had put out i don't know if it was a statement or he said in an interview that um the coronavirus has pushed back the timeline for the uh for the dlc characters um so he had been like public about how how the development time has been affected by um what is going by like the situation there um but they clearly had a spot here for presumably something a little bit more definitive than it's going to be one of the 15 characters from this game. Um, I guess, Which is going to be Twintel. So. I guess it could be any of 14, because it's probably not going to be Springman. Um, it's going to be Twintel. It's going to be great. Uh, I certainly hope so. <sighs> yeah. It's gonna be Twintel or the uh, the ninja, the ninja guy with chain arms. I like him. Mm, mm. I think so. They did a like, I don't know if it was in Japan or whatever, but they did a thing like a popularity contest in the game, and Midman was the winner actually, the oh. one with the dragon arm. Hmm. And I I think that would open up some interesting possibilities too. Like I mean, legitimately, pretty much all of the characters would be very good choices. Also, this just means we're getting arms too. They would not be making an arms character for Smash. Oh, for sure. Yeah, unless so they, we're getting arms yeah. So there was too. also an announcement that there's like there a free game trial for um, Nintendo Online members, and it's like apparently the whole game. No, uh, that's like the whole game is it's mostly a multiplayer game, so that's not saying a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's really weird that like arms is. Getting when this, did it come out? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's getting a resurgence it, in a market. It's been push. dead for like two years. Yeah, they announced like two years ago that's not getting anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Like they proclaimed it dead. And all of a sudden, Arms character, which is in and of itself is not surprising. Um No, I figured that the Arms character would be in the initial launch. Yeah, like I thought there was gonna yeah. be an arms character. But then also like the free game trial, it's like there, and with the fact that there is no like confirmed stuff, and then just randomly a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff for this two-year-old game, I think it's it seems to be not a hundred percent, but I think it's more than likely that we're getting an ARM sequel, which yeah. is good, which is cool. I hope they flesh out more of a single-player stuff in it, but I mean. Uh, I, I I'm glad it's getting another shot because it is legitimately fun to do. Yeah, and it's got great music, great character design. I agree with you. Yeah. I man, the music we were listening to it before we started the show, and it gets me hyped. So, um, uh, then they go from Arms into Bravely Default Two. We don't need to talk about that too much. There's a demo. 
the demo doesn't carry your progress over to the game. So what's the point? Also, this game, just whatever. The art doesn't do it for me. I even texted Seth. It was like late one night last week. It was like Friday night. And I'm like, man, I'm really thinking about downloading the demo for Bravely Default 2 and playing it and probably buying the game. And then I would like... I like was like, oh yeah, this is the art style. Never mind, <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. do it. It's, it's so tough. bad. I just can't. It the just weird, it like doesn't... half chibi doesn't do it for me. And it's yeah. not even the character designs for me. Like, from what I have seen, the original game had a cool art direction, in like like it had this this kind of cool painted nature to it. Um, and certainly, it, it was designed to make it look to make it sort of stand out on the 3ds um i don't know it just it the whole all the game it looks so bland to me um like nothing about it is there's there doesn't really seem to be anything sort of distinct about the visual style like i could i could forgive the proportions of the characters if it was like a cool looking game um, and it had some kind of flair, but it just, it doesn't, to me at least, <laughs> it doesn't have that. And so, like, I've heard that the combat is really fun, but there's so I mean, many other games I could play, so many other RPGs with fun combat that are also appealing to my brain and my eyes. Yeah. yeah. Which is That's... sad, because the main character's name is Seth, and it's like, okay, well... <laughs> I already have an affinity for this game. Yeah. But it's just like, ugh. Yep, this is how Project Octopath landed for me, too. Also, one thing I thought was funny about the trailer was, like, this guy had this... There's this villain that they show you fighting, and I forget what it was called, but he had, like, this crystal. And the announcer's like, these powerful cris- crystals grant you the access to jobs. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is important and powerful. Yep. <laughs> In this oh. economy, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I I had the I had the same thought, Seth. Um, I can't remember what the name of those crystals were though, but it it like really just felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they announced. Man, this is this is where we get to be excited. They announced mm-hmm. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy which is coming with the multiplayer, which great. Uh, yep. It it launched, and apparently PC players it's cross platform, and they PC players are just people. annihilating the Switch <laughs> players, which is kind of sad. But you know it is what it is. Um, they have they have confirmed that they are going to fix that. Yeah, the developers. And then they said coming soon out of nowhere out of like this nowhere. is something we legitimately joked about this yeah talking about how we wanted it to happen and yeah then just out of nowhere here comes this of, announcement yeah out of nowhere star wars episode one racer i saw the pod racer and i'm like oh god it's happening <laughs> this it's is so <laughs> like i don't understand it's what this the reality killer is app for the switch it's the killer honestly app for the switch. <laughs> i this is a day one purchase, easy. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, um, especially if there's online multiplayer. Yeah. Holy oh my moly. god! Oh, let me oh know if there god. is. I'll get it then. No, you're, oh, what you're if they gonna add get more it anyway. I've, I, 
I'm about to commit sacrilege here. I've never touched that game in my life. Oh, it's one of the best games. That's what it's, I've heard. It's but a I've great never game. touched it. It's oh man. It's so fun. And even even just beyond the novelty, like the actual racing and like the tracks are very good. Oh, yeah. And there's uh, like and, uh, cart cust there's pod customization, like a deep like customization system before it was that was really in cart racers. Oh man, it's this so is good. where this is where I start <laughs> dream, so dreaming good. about this game. Where like Seth, you played the arcade cabinet version, right? Yeah, oh, like imagine being able to do that with the Joy Cons. Oh, uh, I don't know. That I, I know that. exactly what you're talking about. But that, that would be would awesome. Be dope. It would be so much fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'd be so I, hard too. It would be real hard, but I just I'm dreaming in my head. Okay, just let me have it. Th- this mm. this game's also built for VR. That would be great. Mm. I'll play it in VR, like because you have Fair. you could do it. Oh, okay. Star Wars Episode oh, One so Racer. <laughs> it's the only time you'll hear me get this excited about something. Also, is like Mario Sunshine or Golden Sun. Like those three games, <laughs> I'm gonna get like lose it. They, they just hit different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they also announced that uh, Shinsekai Into the Depths is, and Panzer Dragoon Remake were available di- that day too. Um. Which Dragon remake is something I was excited for, but apparently it's uh, not you great. You should not be, yeah. Um, it's the apparent. It, I don't know about not great because I don't know like that the original game was reviewed all that well, but it is sort of a cult classic, and it, and everyone says if you're gonna play it, it's better to play it on the Saturn, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shinsekai was one that was interesting. Because it's a game that I that looks cool, but it is also like an Apple Arcade game, and certainly, it's probably a better experience on the Switch. But at like twenty bucks, whereas I could just get a month of Apple Arcade and play through it. I don't know. It's it's kind of a hard sell. Yeah. Um. There's another game on here that. Uh, no, Clubhouse no, no. Games, baby. Yeah. No, we're we're getting to that. Um, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. Uh, it's kind of bowling, baby. It's we, got it, 51 it looks, games. It's got 51 games. So there's something this is, for this everyone. This is a sleeper hit. Yeah. Yeah. It had a, a fake Uno. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a fake I, Uno. <laughs> it had Moncala. Yeah, it. which is like, I don't think I've ever seen a video game version of Moncala before. Huh. It had you, Koi Koi. I don't know what that is. Well, if you've ever seen Summer Wars. Oh, I haven't. Know. I know. I need to play it. I need to watch it. Same. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot. It's going to be fun. It, yeah, 51. A lot of people were really excited about this. 51 games in one game. Uh, pro- presumably yeah. going to have, well, they said that the games that will support it, will they'll have online play. So Nice. Um, it would be really nice if it came out like today for yeah. the next month. Yeah. Please. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> Gotta wait until June. Yep. June 5th. Too bad. Um, we'll probably still be indoors, anyways. <laughs> so, don't say that. I'm sorry. So, it's true, though. Also, Burnout Paradise Remastered is coming to yeah. Switch. Interesting. Catherine Full Body is coming to Switch. 
interested in that. And I actually, <laughs> I had that in my uh, cart on the PlayStation Store because it was on sale. But then I forgot to buy it, and I went and looked back today, and it's back to full price. And I'm like, well, Dang. not buying well, this now. Yep, may as well wait for a sale for it on the Switch. <laughs> and then at least you got it portable. And then the uh, last thing they talked about was Pokemon. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there was. Well, I don't know if it was the last thing, but it was in there. Um, gave us a little. I don't even know if it's more information. It was just. It seemed like a, a vague recap of the previous <laughs> Isle of Armor details. Yeah. In case we forgot. It's like a reminder. Yeah. So they they talk about Cub Fu and the two towers that you go through um and, and the return of the king yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and that you unlock the gmax starter when you beat the dlc so that's interesting you don't get it at the beginning or anything uh you have to beat the dlc you know i made a joke but then i realize so you got these two towers the next dlc the crown tundra like that legendary pokemon <laughs> oh, is in fact like this king who used to rule over uh all of whatever the place is called in the past and so it is kind of actually a return of the king oh mm. okay so does now that make see... the base game the fellowship yeah, w- of the ring <laughs> well, i don't know that's the thing we gotta i, I have i've never actually looked at the game through the lens Did, of yeah. Of Lord of the Rings, I'm gonna have yes. to. I'm gonna have to do a deep dive into that. <laughs> find some YouTube videos. You'll, critical you'll analysis. Of... Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Have I missed anything? I know that Ninjala was like they spent a little bit of time on Ninjala, and that's coming out as a free yes, to play. Free to play too. Um, I'm excited for that. That game I realize is basically uh, Bleeding Edge. Like they're basically the same game. Yeah, very similar <laughs> games. Um, so it's four v four melee based multiplayer. Uh, with yeah, with gums, with like ninjas, yeah. with bubble, with bubble gum. Yeah, oh, that one it looks fun. Looks yeah. very fun. So who knows when it comes out? I don't know. But yeah, that was a that was a mini direct. Basically, everything's coming out by E three time, which is around June. Uh, yeah, which is when we'll get the big info dump, presumably. For the rest of the year. Yeah. I would like... I wonder what the... In an alternate universe, what this Direct had in it. But I'm sure we will find out eventually. Well, we do have some inclination, possibly. Uh, There was a leaker this week. uh, This week, precisely. That... I can't remember. It started as one one person and then corroborated by multiple outlets. Yeah. It It started on VGC and then... Eurogamer and Kotaku and I like everyone started to be like yeah we've heard this too um so basically Nintendo which really man it would make sense because of the Olympics in the summer too like this being a big announcement because it's the 35th anniversary of Mario they're basically going to be putting every Mario game on the switch according to this rumor according to the rumor including Sunshine because yes. I didn't see that yes. one. Yes. Well, hold on. So all this of the is 3D this Mario is where games. this is where it gets contested a little bit. There's gotcha. going to be remasters of some, and on the list of possible remasters was 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy One. 
Um, also adding new levels to Super Mario 3D World. I did see that one. So yeah. I'm really excited to play Super Mario 3D World because I bought it for the Wii U. Rest in peace. I then lost custody of my Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even though I paid for it, and uh, all of there. the games on the Wii U. Yeah. And so, whatever, I just never got to play that game. And <laughs> we don't have to go much further than that. So, I never got to play it, and I have always wanted to. Sucks. <laughs> well, um, now you may get the chance. I also finally. would love to replay Sunshine. <laughs> and, yeah, I I'm excited for all of the possibilities with that. Seth, how excited are you for this? Um, I think it's very cool. So the original leak said, like, all of the past 35 years of Mario games. Were good. Right. Like, it, it certainly made an emphasis on the 3D games, like getting uh, remastered or remade, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and you really have to wonder what they're going to do with those. Um, I remember playing Odyssey at the um, near the end. You you go to a Mushroom Kingdom uh, world, and you get to go to Peach's Castle, uh, oh, and there's some there's some homages to um, Mario sixty four in there. And like, I, and I remember thinking, you know, they should just remake all the Mario sixty four worlds and and in the Odyssey engine, um, which they could do. And so yeah. I wonder how they're going to go about doing this. Like, are these going to be like straight up ROMs? Like, it's gonna is it going to be the original Mario sixty four game? Are they going to remake it in the new engine? Uh, and and then you got to think about like Super Mario Sunshine, which is <laughs> like completely different style of game, and also um, halfway partially not finished in some instant in some levels. And so that that one would probably demand like a ground up remake. Um, Aud- uh, Galaxy one and maybe two, like those have been um, semi recently uh, released in HD form in China. So yeah, uh, those and like they were gorgeous games to begin with. So those probably don't take too much more time. Um, and then, like, what, like, what, what of the entire rest of the stuff? Like, what is, um, like, the VGC said Nintendo, Nintendo re- will reveal plans to re-release most of Super Mario's 35-year back catalog this year. So, what is that? Like, presumably, that's all the mainline games. Well, what about all the other games? Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, and what does that entail? Like, are each of these 3D games going to be? individual releases that you have to buy is it going to be packaged in like a super mario all-stars 3d um what about like the new super mario bros games like are they going to those are going in the trash are they going to up-res the, the the ds games and the wii game um the middle schooler in me would have appreciated that what about like super mario land on the game boy um what Those about are... Super Mario 3D Land? Uh, I mean, if I they're making if they're remaking 3D World, games, if they're remaking 3D World, would you put the 3D Land levels in there? I would. Um, 
Yeah, this is like there's so many games. Yeah, what? it's a lot of games and it's a lot of options. Um uh I think it's super cool. Uh a lot of the games I certainly won't be interested in getting again. Um but there are definitely like a ground up remake of Mario 64 even though I'm like not a hu- huge Mario 64 guy. Um like you, you you better believe that I would be getting that and playing that. Um and like what the the possibility of like new content in these games. I don't know. I just they seem to it it sounds like they're going to be going all out. And so I I'm excited to see in what form that is. Especially when you consider the they... possibility of GameCube games that are going to be on the Switch. Uh, I don't know. It's, so we didn't uh, even bring up the other part of the rumor that this includes Paper Mario and a new Paper Mario yes, game. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just kind of tucked in there. That, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a new installment of the Paper Mario series. Um, and apparently queuing closer to the original in the Thousand Year Door um, rather than the more recent ones. Um which has also been a rumor that people have reported before. Uh, and does this um, also include Mario RPG? Well, presumably that would eventually come to the freaking virtual console, but or what the Super Nintendo Online, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. It's it's certainly very exciting. It it's definitely. This was apparently is supposed to be revealed at E3, um, so it's kind of a bummer because it would have been awesome to see like what, what, what their show floor would have been and and how they would have done this stuff. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with this. Um, it does present a interesting stopgap for a year that maybe won't have Breath of the Wild 2 in it. Because um, we, we talked about last week about how they had to have something to really compete with the new consoles. And this... I, I don't know that I agree with that. Really? Yeah. Um, They've got to have something to go up against them. I, I don't necessarily think that's true. Like, Nintendo's always been clear about occupying a different space with the switch and like not trying to compete on the levels of the other consoles. Um, it's really working for him, but also like year, certainly certainly year one of consoles is a big deal, but also there aren't really like companies don't save the generally the, 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 the recent outside of when the switch launched um the recent trend has been like launch titles are generally not of the highest quality um anyway so i don't know that they're going to it, it i don't know that there's going to be some kind of mandate for them to need to have something to compete with what's going to be on the PS5 and the Xbox. Um, I think we'll see. I I think they have to 
have some sort of software to make them be talked about because they'll get lost in the shuffle in the holiday if they don't have something. And like, I, I just, I mean, maybe I understand that you disagree, but I really think they've, they've got to have something for the holiday. You know what I mean? Well, certainly because they're, I I think the, they would need to have something for the holiday anyway. Like well, yeah. it's it's not going to be extra important because there are these other game consoles now. It's like the Switch is a companion console. Like they're not. It's I guess they're in a sense they are competing for the same dollars, but also at the same time they're not really. I I can see where you're coming from, but I I still just you know there's. <laughs> It's, like you it's just gonna be... look at the leading up to the release of Animal Crossing, which also launched on the same day as Doom Eternal. Um, like those games were explicitly not competing against each other, and even there was this weird symbiosis between them that developed. <laughs> um, like I don't know, it's. I don't I don't necessarily think Nintendo is worried about how the new generation of consoles is going to impact the sales of their games. I think they would they're more worried about having games to release to that will impact the sales of their games. All right. I mean, it I I agree with you, but I I still think that you know it, it will be it'll be interesting to see. It'll be if this Mario thing shakes out to be true, which it probably will. Uh, I don't know what Sony is going to have up their sleeve for a main first party game uh, for launch, but it'll be like Master Chief versus Mario versus <laughs> whatever Sony has. Probably, I would bet it's probably God of War two, or. What do you think? Godfall, um, obviously. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh, good, the good old Sluter. The sla- <laughs> yeah. Lasher. The Slash. Whatever. Slutcher? Um, I don't know. Slutcher. Sluter um, Slasher. It's like a Godfall. Okay. Um, Lasher? All right. Let's, so, talking about things with uh, interesting futures... We're, let's mention that Bethesda today announced that they're not going to have any digital showcase either, uh, along with a no physical one uh, for E3 this year. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, they probably weren't going to have anything. Yeah, they probably were going to have nothing. They, because they're, I'm pretty sure that they only company who said, we're not doing anything. Everyone else yeah. has been like, well, we're not going to, you know, we're, ex- we're exploring our, our options. <laughs> they're just like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. Um, we got they've effectively th- thrown in the towel. <laughs> well, they they're like probably two to three years out from Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, they're at me. least a year or two out from uh, uh, Star Starfall Starfield. Yeah, um, Fallout seventy six is really dead. There's the goodwill they built with the community after last E3 and then they smashed it into the ground again like three months later. You know, we love that, to see it. The, uh, <laughs> I, 
man, I I don't like saying I hope for games to fail, but when they announced that one, I wanted it to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Rage 2 is still a garbage can of a game because it's just as sluggish and terrible and they haven't updated it. Yeah. I tried re-downloading it the other day and it still runs like garbage. Ugh. But The only thing I could think of is maybe an update for Doom Eternal, but I don't know what that would be. If yeah. it's more story, I'd, that'd be nice. And that's not. I don't feel like not, I should pay for that's it. That's not enough to have a. a, a yeah. A, a showcase for. <laughs> and whatever the, the showcase of this one <laughs> DLC. Yeah. I guess they should we'll play through the whole three-hour thing. They could have shown off the Tokyo Ghost game, but the problem is that game lost its creative director, and yeah. so who knows what that game looks like I th- now? I think it's looking dead in the water. <laughs> and then. I mean, whatever the team from uh, Dishonored is working on, Arcane. I'm oh, sure they yeah. probably have something, but they who knows they what. announced it um, last Did year. They? Yes, I just can't remember what it's called. Okay, well then it's not memorable. No. So, uh, yeah, Bethesda. Who knows what they're working on? I mean, they're working on RPGs that will be great in a couple of years, but right now Deathloop. That's what it was. Oh, yes. okay. That game did look interesting. Never mind. All right. Um, Seth, talk about this Nier stuff, because I don't understand Nier, and you do. Oh, well, I wouldn't say I understand it. I have played (laughs) Automata, which is coming to Game Pass. Um, I I think it's the Become as Gods edition. Um, So anyone who, if you have Game Pass and haven't played it, I strongly encourage it. I think I might actually try and play it again. Um... I don't know, just because I feel like there's, uh, I, I I don't know, it, I, I feel like I've missed something in that game that I that I want to try and, and find again. Um, but also, um, Near Replicant, which was the, I guess, predecessor, um, they are technically connected. Uh, it, Near Replicant, which is the Japan exclusive of version of the game which in america was called near and which everywhere else is called near uh gestalt yes um it is being uh a what uh, square enix producer yusuke saito is calling a version up um not necessarily a remaster or a remake um a version up but yeah so it's coming to it's coming to uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, Yoko Taro, who was the director, does not appear to be involved, but apparently at least some developers at Platinum are involved in it, and it is going to have new stuff in it, um, possibly a new ending. Uh, but who knows? It's got um, this weird name. It's called Version... One point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine, um, so not really a version two. It's just sort of a, a slight rework, I guess. I feel um, like that uh, that title is somebody on the team or Yogotaro somehow taking a jab at Tetsuya Nomura in the Kingdom Hearts I'd, number I re-releases. It'd be funny it. if it was. Because, okay, so Nier Automata had DLC called 3C3C1D1194409270. <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
So it's not like this series has <laughs> traditional naming conventions. It's fair. I it's mean, fair. like the the way it's stylized, the the last letter of near is capitalized for some yes. reason. So I think it's just a stylistic thing. Um, so this is a game I never played. I remember watching videos and reading stuff about it, about how it was impossible to play because there's this fishing mini game that you have to do <laughs> at the beginning that is like impossible to do. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll never play that. <laughs> uh, but of course now having played automata and knowing uh, some stuff about the story and the weirdness of it. Um, so <laughs> near replicant is the sequel to Drakengard 1. Uh, one of the endings of Drakengard 1, which itself is a sequel to its sequel, Drakengard 3. If that makes sense. Yes. It's got this weird <laughs> uh, twisted logic, because they all have multiple endings, um, and they cross over in weird ways. Um, and Nier Automata actually spoils, like if you haven't played the original Nier... Near Tomat actually spoils a lot of like main plot points of Near uh, Replicant, um, hmm. so I, I I I don't know. I'm certainly more interested in it now than when it originally came out, and so I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, yes, when it originally came out, and we couldn't even get our hands on it. Well, I mean, it, it came out in America. Just it was uh, a, a different name, and the so the difference between Near Replicant and Near. Uh, Gestalt, um, is that in the Replicant, the lead character is younger and is the brother of this character called Yona, and in uh, Gestalt, uh, Nier is older and is the father of Yona, and they also yeah. take place in different years. Um, like they, there's a four year difference between when they take place, even though they are the same stories. Um, oh really okay yeah i feel like that dynamic change would should lead to different like major story differences but uh i I mean from from everything i've seen there they are the same game and they have the same story like certainly the character dynamics are probably different uh Mm -hmm. because of the age differences but um yeah they're the same also um i don't know if you guys saw this so apparently a there was two like mobile game announcements, like uh, this Yokotaro uh, mobile game that released in like 2017 in Japan is coming to uh, the states. I forget what it's called, but it has like, um, gosh, what is it? What was that thing called? I know there's one name. called uh, Near Reincarnation. Yeah, so that was also announced. Um, okay, like I just new, didn't know if that a, was the same one. A new, um, a new uh, near mobile game, but also this game called Sino Alice, um, that that he made, which it stars uh, Little Red Riding Hood and Snow White and Sleeping Beauty what? and and Alice from Alice in Wonderland, but they're all like anime girls, and it's this. <laughs> really a fairly really <laughs> weird dark world that they're in so it's um, not kingdom hearts yes <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's 
so that's coming to the states and there was also a new a near mobile game that is coming jeez very weird very very strange very near. strange it's great um crazy guy before our last point do you have any other news seth um i don't believe so all right um our last point is um gdq which we talk about on the show um it's it's a awesome speed running slash video like interesting video game playing uh deal and usually there's a summer games done quick and that is being postponed and but they are doing a corona relief done quick from April 17th to 19th and 100% of donations raised during that will go to direct relief and it's going to be fun there i'm assuming the speedrunners are doing it from home and people will be talking while they're watching um and i'm sure it'll be a neat little setup and i'm i'm excited for it i love Seth got me really into watching GDQ about two years ago, and it's usually appointment viewing for at least I, I usually watch like five to ten hours of it, um, and if not, if I can watch more every year. So um, they also put all of the replays up on YouTube and stuff. So if there's like a particular run you really like, you can rewatch it and stuff. Yeah, which I've gotten into recently over the past two weeks. Uh, just looking at some of these, it's fantastic seeing like some of your favorite games being beaten in like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's insane. Um, Seth, what's one of your favorite runs from that? Maybe what's, Oh man, that's tough. Um, there are a lot, there are like tons of great runs. Um, honestly, the reason I am so knowledgeable currently about these Mega Man zero games is because I have uh semi recently watched a bunch of runs from those um and it's it's just and it's funny to like hear Forrest like talk about how difficult they are and then i it, like <laughs> and then like a week before i watched the game be beat at 40 minutes oh yeah same here um, like i'm playing the game and i have the speed run on in the background and while i'm stuck on like the same boss rush for 40 minutes like i was last week one of those zero games is done in that time. Yeah. I, I love all of the Mega Man runs. I think personally, my favorite is like two years ago, there was a, uh, zombies ate my neighbors run. Yeah. That game. I just have this aggressive memory of how hard it is and it is hard, but man, is there stuff that breaks the game that makes it easy for them to speed run it that I've just, never would have known (laughs) and so like the first thing they do is like oh yeah you just gotta kill all the neighbors except for one save one neighbor so you only have to save one neighbor the rest of the game and it's like what and yep (laughs) it's it's crazy it's pretty funny yeah and it's i think they're cool for a lot of reasons like it's cool just to see the the sheer skill um i really enjoy watching games that i've played before um to just to like I don't know, to sort of experience those games without having to play them again. Um, also games that I've never played before that, that I just want to, I sort of want to see what they are, but not have to play them. Um, but yeah, it's also fun to see, like, like whenever you see, like, randomizers of games, um, like, there are cool, 
like uh, link to the past randomizers where all the yeah. items are put in different places, um, and they're always good races. Uh, and it's also fun to just see how like your favorite games get broken. Like I, I was watching speedruns of um, of Donkey Kong sixty four the other day, yeah. and apparently, literally every wall in that game you can basically just walk through, <laughs> um, without much, uh, <laughs> without really much effort. Yeah, but yeah, it's Donkey really Kong cool. sixty four has some good ones. I would. Uh, I mean, honestly, you can go on on games on quick on YouTube and. They're, it's really hard to go wrong with any of the choices, and that but they've done so many that you're certain to be able to find a game that you like with uh, with a good run and good commentary. Yeah, yeah, I am real excited for this. We will remind you closer to when it happens uh, that it's happening, but think about going on there and donating to them. We don't ask you for your money to listen to the show, but uh, like this. We would not ask you to support something that's not good, and they are a good organization. Um, so consider donating and um, check it out. We'll remind you yeah. closer to it, of course. Um, and with that, we appreciate you listening. We know that this was a little bit of a longer episode, but there was a lot of news <laughs> and um, a lot of good discourse around some of the Mario stuff, I think. Um and if you have any questions or opinions or anything, or you want us to discuss something on the show, hit us up on Discord or our Facebook or our Twitter at Suplex the Sticks, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hello. Oh, April Fools. Goodbye. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>